You are locked into Locked On Badgers on a Tuesday. Wisconsin just pulled off the most surprising win since I came to school, Ben. That was the most surprising thing I've seen from a Wisconsin basketball team in the last five years. I am shocked. They went into Mackey. They beat a Purdue team that I think is the best team in the nation, at least I thought so, headed into the year. They did it behind Johnny Davis, one of the best single-game performances. This is not an exaggeration. This is not hyperbole in college basketball history. That was literally one of the best single-game performances in the history of the sport. JD just did it. We're going to talk about it. This is Locked On Badgers. I am Asher. He's Ben. This is the show that brings you all things Wisconsin basketball and football. Find us wherever you get your podcasts. You can find us on Apple, Google, Spotify. You can also find us on Twitter at Locked On Badgers. Make sure if you are on Apple, you drop a review. Make sure if you are on Spotify, you hit that follow button so you never miss a Locked On Badgers episode. Let's talk about this. 74-69 win for Wisconsin over Purdue. 12.5 point dogs. They never win at Mackey. Purdue's stacked. Johnny Davis. Yeah, shocked is a word, man. I like I I don't know. I I, I didn't know what to say. I watched the first half and I thought, you know, that was cool. That, that was a good effort. They, they battled. They're up, I, I, what was it, four or five at halftime. Mm-hmm. Chucky Eppern had that great steal at the end. And I was like, and then when the second half started, Purdue went on a run. I, I thought, honestly, I, I don't think Wisconsin wins. That Zach Eady was just too much inside. I, I didn't see how they did it. And I'm an idiot. I said on yesterday's episode, I recorded it probably two hours before game time. I, I said I don't see a, a realistic way Wisconsin wins. But I guess the realistic way is Johnny Davis just – I Kevin Sweeney, our guy, literally you know said best performance of the year. Ben, you know basketball. what? This wasn't realistic. This was not a realistic way to win. In fact, if I had given you a pregame checklist and given you about six, seven, eight things, Ben, that Wisconsin had to do, not to win this game, to stay in this game, I don't think they did – Nearly any of them. I mean, in the first half, this team missed seven open threes, even more open jump shots. Even Johnny missed a couple open jump shots at the beginning of the game that he usually makes off the dribble in that left corner. They rebounded the ball well, yes. That's probably the biggest thing I can point to in terms of only minus six on the glass, which I think is a win, honestly, when they're playing this Purdue team. But, Ben, all the bigs were in foul trouble. Chris Vogt fouled out with, like, 12 minutes left. You had to just watch Zach Eady going up against Ben Carlson at the end of the game and Trayvon Williams chucking Tom Brady passes to him. I mean, this was not a realistic way to win. There was nothing realistic about Johnny Davis's 37 points, but Ben, he's been that good all year, and this was him at his absolute best, not just on offense, too, once again on both ends. Also, it was 74-69. to 69. Asher, in the first half, Wisconsin 29, Purdue 24. That's how you would imagine Wisconsin winning a game like this. Somehow cutting down all the, all the possessions, Purdue shoots horribly, and then Wisconsin eats by with a win. Each team scored 45 points in the second half. And a lot of that was free throws because Purdue was in the bonus the entire half. But still, I, the, the way that they were even able to play a little bit into Purdue's hand in the second half, shoot 25% from three and win, is I, I, I don't get it. It don't doesn't get feel it like they did. Don't get but it either, but there was but nothing does. to understand, Ben. Like I'm trying to say, there's nothing to understand about what Johnny Davis just did. That was one of the best performances in the history of the damn sport, and it happened on our team. Yeah. We watched a Wisconsin kid do that, Ben. 
That's insane. Johnson can't develop pro talent. They don't look good in this system. They don't drop 37 on the road at Mackey, by the way, a place Wisconsin hasn't won since 2014. And it gets even worse the farther you go back in the years if you want to talk about stats at Mackey Arena. Yeah, and one of the plays in the second half that I highlighted in my brain. There's so many. Let's talk about them. Let's talk about them. Uh, One that I highlighted in my brain, and it still sticks out to the block. It It was a weird play. Johnny Davis dribbled it off his foot or something, lost control. I forget the score. I, I could go find the highlight on Twitter somewhere. But he dribbles it off his foot. The Purdue guy picks it up, and he goes – and then he kind of goes to sh- hit like a soft layup from the free throw line. I, I don't really know what he was doing. He was caught in between. And then and then Davis swats it out. And at that moment, I was like, whoa. Like, I, it, it was just a weird energy. That was one of the plays. And then – the huge Brad Davis in three to take the lead. I joked with my friend I was watching with Brad Davison had a shot right before he did. When Wisconsin when it was tied or Wisconsin was up a couple. And I was like, Oh no, that, that never goes in. Wisconsin needs to be trailing by two for him to hit that shot. Right. Or it needs to be on an offensive rebound or a hustle play or a charge. It was just a pass and a shoot. I was like, nah, I did, Brad Davison doesn't make that one. He'll make the impossible one when they're down. I got one random one stuck in my head, and it's actually the Davison play, but it's not that three. It's that stuck in my head right now, Ben, imprinted in my mind is Carter Gilmore diving on the floor to somehow eke that 50-50 ball out to Brad Davison for a shot that the entire state of Wisconsin knew was going in and a shot that gave Wisconsin a lead that they would not give up at the end of the game. The dive on the floor was ridiculous. And I actually don't know which three you're talking about. Maybe you're talking about the second one, but no, we might be talking about the same one. I'm talking it's about the one blurry. down one four forty nine left. Wisconsin takes the lead and it's on a second chance point. Yeah. So um, by the way, I see this note and this ties into how crazy it is that this is the outcome. Zach Eady last year had a career high 21 points against Wisconsin. That was that late season game where he was just unstoppable. He, he was impossible. Yeah. Wisconsin could do nothing. Um, and he pretty much like sealed the game for them last year. He just had a career high 24 tonight. And especially when you get, and, and I want to talk about the big men because I, maybe they didn't do a lot on the, on the points in the stat sheet, but when you go down the stretch of that game and Chris Vogt was a plus 15 tonight, he was phenomenal. He was phenomenal. Battled his ass off and Edie still gets 24 because there was a couple minutes there going down the stretch of the second half where they had Gilmore or Carlson on Edie. And, and like it, that's not even fair, right? That's like me covering Mo Bamba in high school, which I did for like two minutes. Uh, it's a mismatch, and, and, and it's just not fair to expect them to stop him. And he got his, but still, I, I felt, I was like, there's no way Wisconsin can stop him because of the matchup. So they just have to go score on the offensive end every single time, which is literally what they did. And then one or two misses, and then bang. It was, oh my gosh. It was unbelievable, but both Crowell and Vote, it, it's just like the fight and the grittiness in this team. It's obviously stuck out pretty much every game they've played, and we've talked about that. But then when you get into a hostile environment with some of the, I mean, best and crazy large and athletic bigs in the country, for them to do that and, and even keep Wisconsin in, in scoring range, it, it was crazy. It was absolutely absurd. The... Dagger three from Johnny to put Wisconsin up five. And then the dunk at the end, so fitting, Ben. And the best part about it, I thought, was that we got to see 
the best two players on the court, maybe not the best two players on the court, because I think Travion has an argument there, at least as a college basketball player. But the best two NBA prospects, and tonight the best player on the court was Johnny, but on many other nights it could have been Jaden Ivey. We got to see them, and this is so great when basketball does this for us. It doesn't always give us gifts like this, but the basketball gods were seeing upon us tonight watching this game. We got to see them actually go up against each other quite a bit, mano a mano. And that was really, really fun to see. Johnny got the best of a guy that is supposed to be drafted higher than him, at least was heading into this year, a guy that was more highly touted prospect heading into this year, a guy that most scouts were absurdly high on last year when Johnny really wasn't being talked about much in that realm. And he got the best of him in a huge way on the road tonight. Yeah, and they were I, they were together on the USA team, if I'm not mistaken. They were, and Jaden was definitely more impressive. I watched all those games. As you know, I'm a sicko, and that's a classic Asher sicko move to watch all those games, the U19s. And Jaden was definitely more impressive in that setting. But Johnny is in a completely different gear right now as a shooter, uh, as a one-on-one point-of-attack defender. And Ben, it's unbelievable how he can square up a shot with basically any level of balance. Like he is falling off of one foot and yet somehow from the mid-range area and is somehow able like in a post fade to get his shot squared and really never have, you'd think he'd have way more bad misses than he does. And he really doesn't. Most of his misses I've noticed at least this year are short. Usually it's like a little short and they're usually threes. Um, But You'd think he'd have like way more ridiculous wild misses. He doesn't really ever look out of control for a guy that takes shots where if almost anybody else took them, Ben, they'd look completely out of control. Right. And he said after the game, I saw this on the Twitter sphere. Uh, they asked him about going head to head with Ivy. Davis said, I attack every game the same way. Nothing personal. It's okay. all love. Okay. I like that. I- it's also, I, you remember my... No, I believe him. I believe him. You want to know why, Ben? He's the most truthful presser guy we've ever had. Everything he says is actually legit and raw. And like, oh, he said this all, yeah, he said this offseason. He was like, yeah, I'm, I'm going back to Wisconsin to, you know, like, uh, like I'm committed there. I'm going to stay there. You know what else he said? What? Remember what he said when the tapes came out? No. When the guard tapes came out? You don't remember this? I, I, I think he said, and I'm going to find the quote so I don't mess this up. But I'm oh, I remember. Also, he said something along the lines of, "Yeah, a guard has some things to work on." Yeah, yeah, yeah. But exactly. he said we all do, and exactly. I, I mean, it's great. It's a great quote. It's yeah. true, and he. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to get at here. It's true, and that's who he is. Uh, he's yeah. not the most. He's not the loudest guy in the room, Ben. He's not a guy that's going to give you some crazy juicy pressure quote. He's not going to be yelling at the opposing bench. He's not Marshall Henderson. That's a crazy throwback. But he's not going to like drop 30 and start yelling at your bench. He's not going to, you know, start yelling at Ivy, talking trash to him all the time. No, he's a silent assassin, just like his head coach. There you go. Um, People are dunking on John Rothstein right now, though, because he said at preseason, Purdue is the best team in the country. All all caps. No one is going to win at Mackey. Okay, I wouldn't have said the second part, but I would have said the first part. So come dunk on me. I don't care. Johnny, Which, come dunk on me. I don't care. Anybody can dunk on me right now. I don't care. I'm too happy. I'm not going to throw any – I'm not trying to throw water on the fire. But Wisconsin is a little bit fortunate. They played there, not during school. Agreed. And I also want to say, as amazing as Johnny was, I want to oh, say – Oh, God. Are we going to go down a bad road right now? There were a couple – 
pretty wild breaks Wisconsin got in that second half, in my opinion. Just a couple of balls that bounced their way. It was a magical night, and they they deserved it. They played that way. They deserved it. But weird things have to happen for Wisconsin to win at Mackey. Not just 37 from Johnny, but, like, I can't get that Carter Gilmore play out of my head. Like, how did that happen? I mean, Zach Eady also travels, like, every time he touches the ball, right? This is true. So if the refs call those, true. then things are different, right? This is true. This is true. Because Zach Eady travels every time, I can't really say anything. had anything to do with any basketball gods or luck. This was all Wisconsin. It was Johnny Davis. Let's keep talking about it in a sec. Today's episode is brought to you by betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts, the number one spot for all your sports action this season. They have you covered this holiday season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football continues its march through the college bowl season and the pro football playoffs. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, UFC, to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to get all the action on your favorite sports. It is where the game starts. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Wisconsin five-point winners over Purdue. A game where Wisconsin was, as they usually are at Mackey, massive underdogs. And the best performance we've ever seen from Wisconsin Badger got it done. So let's keep getting layers into this game because we have so many different ways we can go, Ben. Where do you want to go next? Well, I have a couple of notes before we go in deeper into the matchup and the X's and O's and guys like Chucky Hepburn, maybe the guys that weren't all over the stat sheet but really had a big impact with how they played. Zach Halperin, my colleague, tweeted this out. The previous 11 times Wisconsin has been an underdog of 13 or more points. That is, uh, you, you got some, a couple in 2018, a bunch in 2000. 2002, 2001, 2098, 96, 95. They've lost all of them, every single one. And those are against teams, Michigan State, Purdue, Maryland, Illinois, Iowa, Michigan State, Michigan. I, you know, some of the programs. Not surprising at all. When you're a huge dog, of course, you're going to lose. Yeah, well, they've, they've lost all of them, which is insane. Hmm. And, and most of those games I'm looking at were not very close at all. Mm. Just remarkable stuff. One great Actually, stat I want to read you. Can I read you real quick? Yeah. I'm trying to do the math here if I covered any of them, but I, I don't work that fast. Not a two math major. players, Ben, in the last 20 years, there have only been two guys in Division One college basketball to average this stat line, and they are 20 – or that it is 22.7 rebounds, one and a half steals, less than two turnovers per game. 22.7 rebounds. One and a half steals, less than two turnovers per game. That turnover is number two, really hard to do because if you assume in college basketball, especially if you average 22 points a game, your usage is probably ridiculous. And in college, you see a lot of guys with high usage have high turnovers, especially guards. There have been two players ever to do it. I'm sure you know who one of them is. If I'm saying this on Locked on Badgers today, I'm sure mm. you have one idea who it is. The crazy part is though, Ben, both of them play in the Big Ten this year. Yeah, I saw that. I'll let you take it because I know the answer. Johnny Davis and Keegan Murray. Keegan Murray of Iowa, of course, two guys that should be lottery picks. 
two guys that have been unbelievable all year. I saw Keegan Murray, actually, if you basically watched like five minutes of that Iowa game right after our game ended, Ben, it was just the Keegan Murray show for the first like few minutes of that game. So they passed the baton to one another on Big Ten Network tonight. And Johnny Davis, Keegan Murray, the only two guys ever to have that stat line. Shout out Evan Miyakawa, who does a great job at EvanMia.com, giving college basketball statistics and analysis. I'm going to be at that game Thursday, and I said, it's going to be a treat watching Johnny Davis and uh, Keegan Murray go back and forth. That's going to be the sideshow, though, because we also have the all-time super senior off between Jordan Bohannon and Brad Davison. That That is the real – I mean, we're playing at the YMCA when those two get out here. I mean, this is bank shots at the Y, Ben. This is a 45-year-old dad drop-stepping you. I mean, those guys have been there forever. It's wild when you think about it. And, you know, it's funny, Ben, because Iowa fans are always – at least I always see this. Iowa fans, I think, may have the most against Davison online than any other fan base. And it yep. probably is because of the game last year. The infamous – Greg Gard actually gets mad game in the post-game press conference. Which now, I, I the Iowa fans have no right to be mad there. The irony exactly is, well, what is the classic Brad Davison if you're mad at him? You say two things. You say, one, he's dirty. And the second thing you say is, he's 80 years old. Jordan Bohannon is in his 19th year of college, too. <laughs> it's true. Sorry. It's true. Sorry, Iowa. It's true. Love it. All right. So uh, deeper into this game, Asher, one guy I, I, I mentioned him briefly. One guy I want to talk about is Chucky Hepburn because only two of seven from the field, one of four from three shot wasn't falling. He didn't have that many numbers. I, we, we know that big steal, couple assists, one rebound, one turnover. But I, I mean, yet again, I feel like his impact was really felt. And I, there were a couple of hustle plays, a couple of great passes he made a couple big timely buckets as again. I mean, this sounds like a broken record because I feel like I, this team is just outdoing itself every week. First there's the Houston game. Then there's the Indiana game. Now there's this game. It's like every week I, we say the same stuff. Cause it's just remarkable, but I, his presence is only a true freshman. You definitely feel him getting more comfortable, um, but it's, it's invaluable having, having him there and, and being what he's able to do. No, I'm really glad you brought his name up because we could not be complete without talking about him. Once again, like you said, it's a stat line that will not jump off the page, but I'm going to have one thing jump off the page at you from his box score that basically defines everything about why you should be so impressed with Chucky Hepburn tonight, Ben. 33 minutes, true freshman at Mackey Arena, starting point guard for Wisconsin. One foul, too. And one foul, and that's actually even more impressive because of the way he usually plays defense. Right usually a guy that really is up into you and is going to get a couple of cheap fouls here or there, but to play 33 minutes to turn the ball over only one time and to be just fantastic at the defensive end of the floor. Ben Purdue, I actually thought had a really, really poor game plan, to be honest. And you know what the irony is of what I saw from Purdue's game plan in the first half? And we can talk about adjustments. I think I need to rewatch the second half because I really had a good idea what Purdue was trying to do in the first half, what they were trying to take away. They, more than any team I've seen all year, and this is ironic, early in the game, in that first half, were loading up to Johnny Davis on any post, like mid-post touch. They had a second guy from the weak side just coming over and trying to help, and it led to a lot of Wisconsin offensive rebounds off those Davis misses early because Purdue was so focused on Johnny. 
And, you know, you wonder, you wonder if Purdue, who were down at the half, by the way, uh, you wonder if they saw what happened to them in that first half. And they said, you know, maybe we can't load up this way against Johnny the way we were doing so. Because Johnny Davis had 10 points at the half, Ben. And I had to rewatch this to know, to know if this take is true, but I think it is based on what I saw in the first half and the way the second half unfolded. You wonder if they were saying to themselves, well, we can't really let Tyler Wall and Stephen Crowell get like four laps. We just can't do it. We're going to live now with those Johnny mid-rangers. We're going to live and die by them. We can't, we're clearly not able to double in the post and recover fast enough. We're not blocking out because we're doubling. And it's not helping us. You wonder if they changed something there or talked about that at all, because it was that second half after Purdue had made such a point to every time, every touch, it was the Giannis wall. It really looked like the Giannis wall sometimes on those touches. You remember the playoffs? You remember what the Bucs had to deal with, with the Giannis wall? It really looked like the Johnny Davis wall. And I think, and I want to watch it back, I think Purdue had to adjust. They probably over-adjusted but also Brad Davis and hit some huge shots. But then Johnny Davis took over the game. I don't really think there was much they could have done at the end. Oh, I agree. The last right? like, three, four buckets, good luck. Plus offensively, they were, I mean, they were in a great spot. They just had a couple horrible turnovers when they were trying to force it into Edie. And I forget the names of their, of their wings, but just a couple terrible passes when if you waited a couple seconds later and just – let Edie establish himself, then he would have got the ball. We know what happens next. So, yeah, I, I don't know what else they could have done. I, it really was just, I, I mean, it was tied with three minutes left. And part of that was Wisconsin. I Part of that was Purdue did not play well in the first. Wisconsin kind of took advantage. And then they were, I, I mean, kind of in a weird spot in the second um, with Wisconsin battling back. But then just down the stretch, I I think it's as simple as, Wisconsin made more plays because each team was clearly putting themselves on offense into the best situation for them. And for Purdue, that means a Zach Eady dunk for Wisconsin. That means Johnny Davis isoing against three people, but I there wasn't much they could have done right. Except for outscore them. I'll be honest. There were about four times. I thought the game was over. And the last one where I really thought the game was over was when Chris vote fell out. That yeah. felt like a huge circle of time momentum swing in this basketball game. And there was just so much time left in the second half when it happened that I'm thinking like, this is the ED show for eight minutes. It's going to be the last eight minutes of the game. And, it was. The ball the time. and that's what they did. But guess what, Ben, the counter to that is threes are better than twos. Johnny hit a couple crazy ones. Brad hit a couple huge ones. Wisconsin wins the game. I, I still can't believe it. Talking about this. I really can't believe that that just happened in a way. And I, you know, you wonder, how do they move on here? Like, like, are we now expecting things that we shouldn't expect? Or are we just going to take that game as an unbelievable solo act and just kind of move on with the same expectations we had? Like, how do we move forward as fans? I think it's kind of tough. I really do. It's a great problem to have, but I think it's a little tough in my head right now. Here's a take for you. Um, I don't think we talked about the Illinois State game. That might have been after our last episode. We saw in that game, it, it was way too close. We saw in that game what happens when Jonathan Davis is not going crazy and going off. He was six for 23 from the floor, 
six of nine, uh, no, oh of four from three, and he wasn't hitting a shot. And Illinois State battles, and they make it a game. I, I still, I, I'm in the same spot in terms of expectations as I was entering tonight. Number one, because then it's even more remarkable when they prove me, not prove me wrong, but when they come out on top over and over again in games where you say this game's over, right? The Indiana game as well. Um, but I, I can't take a step forward in terms of expecting them to do more postseason wise until we know that there are going to be consistent number three scores or number two scores for if Johnny Davis somehow has an off night, right? Because what if what if you eventually go up against a team that has, I, I don't know, best defender in the Big Ten, go. Best defender in the Big Ten on Johnny? I don't mean to put you on the spot, but conceptually, right? We don't need to name a name. Um, but let's say you run up against a team that has that. They have a great it's Johnny Davis, by the way, is the answer. But yeah, keep going. So Johnny can't go crazy. Then, then you're at the point where you are playing close games against mid-majors, which is crazy because what's happened this year is that Davis has gone off in literally every significant game, especially down the stretch. He just makes winning plays on both ends. So that, that I think you can fully expect. You can expect down the stretch of the game for it to be his show and for him to come through no matter how he does it. But I'm still at the point where until there is a third option offensively, I can't go further and expect more in, in the postseason or when it comes time for that. Because they're going to win a lot of games. It, it's pretty clear with Johnny Davis playing like this, they're going to win a lot of basketball games. But there still are going to be some Maybe like we saw against Ohio State as well, when when EJ Liddell had his way, there are somewhere. I I mean, you're just up against too much for Wisconsin to score with, and I don't mean that to be negative. You know what? I don't actually totally agree, but I'm going to tell you why in a sec. First, today's episode is brought to you by Netsuite. This is it, the putt to win the tournament. No, you don't have Johnny Davis out on the green with you. It's yours, your putt. If you sink it, you win the championship. But on your backswing, you fall over. Your hat falls over your eyes. You're blinded. You can't see. You swing. You miss. Yes, I know that that's a loss of a stroke. I know it is, Ben. I know my goal. It's not really how you, you swing. Like, you can attempt. You can absolutely attempt. I know this is a golf rule. I know it is. You can swing an attempt and, and get that called, right? Yes. Thank uh, you. That's what I'm saying happened. There we go. You need to upgrade to next week by Oracle. So that swing and a miss does not happen. The number one cloud financial system to power your growth with visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, planning, budgeting, and more. It is everything you need to grow all in one place. They can automate your process, automate your processes and close your books in no time while staying well ahead of the competition. 93% of surveyed businesses increase their visibility and control after upgrading to NetSuite. 28,000 businesses already using it. And for the new year, you can get a special new financing program for locked on listeners at netsuite.com slash locked. That's netsuite.com slash locked. So here's what I think, and this is the classic, the most classic basketball descriptions right here, Ben. Floor and ceiling. It's something talked about a lot. What player or uh, what player is a floor raiser? What player is a ceiling raiser? A very classic like NBA prospect or NBA trade talk type of diction, okay? Sure. I think that tonight was a ceiling raiser performance in Definitely. my expectations. I don't think it was a floor raiser. So I think Wisconsin could absolutely, and it wouldn't surprise me at all, finish seventh in the Big Ten, say fifth, 
maybe in the Big Ten, fifth to seventh range, comfortably in the tournament, but not a ridiculously high seed. That wouldn't shock me. Now, what are you going to say here, Asher? This is the type of performance, Ben, that March is built off of. It's the type of game and type of player, a guard that can just get buckets, a wing that can score at all three levels, a guy that we've seen explode before against great teams, didn't, didn't do it against a good team, did it against a great team, on the road. It's these performances that let you know you got something special when March comes around because if he has a three-game stretch, a four-game stretch, or he does anything like this, and it's possible, you know it is, it really, and you said it tonight, Ben, you said there was nothing with Purdue could do, right? You were like, what can they do at the end of the game there? Nothing. If he has a three-game stretch like that in March, this team could win every single one of those games. I agree with the concept of, of ceiling and floor raising. Um, I'm just going to read a couple of teams that are ranked below Wisconsin in the Big Ten standings so that we could just put an end to this. Uh, it, it, we, we, we could say the Big Ten's one right now, right? Um, teams ranked below them. Michigan. Done. <laughs> no, I say that jokingly. And, and, and Purdue's also one and two. But I, I, I am with you. That is kind of what we've been told throughout the year with what Davis has done. And you can even look at the Indiana game. And Indiana's not going to be the best. Indiana's not Purdue. But still the ability to take over late and hit those shots. That's what I we have definitely learned that he could do that. And you're right. When, when it gets to a point in the season where, you know, uh, it's it's win and move on. There is a possibility that he does it four straight games and whatever, something cool happens. There's all I ugh, I don't want to be a, a, a pessimist right now. There's a really tough night to be a pessimist. I, I believe what I'm saying right now. I really do. I guess where I'm at is Shabazz freaking Napier did it. I know. A bad team. I know. I guess where I'm at is right now. I um I, I definitely think it was a ceiling raiser in terms of their place in the Big Ten and their ability to go on the road and beat great teams. Because that Ohio State win was uh, loss was obviously you know their first big time road test in the conference. I guess where I'm at is I I think their ceiling is raising. I I also think their floor is staying the same. I'm not going to talk about March yet. How about that? Fair enough. There's all I I oh, I don't want to say this, but I have to. There's also the thing of like when a team is like Purdue and has great big men and big ones, and they just get Wisconsin's bigs in foul trouble. You know, it takes a heroic performance to take them out of that. Thirty-seven from JD. That's what makes that not mean a thing. Because Wisconsin got the win tonight. As always, on Wisconsin. We will see you tomorrow on Lot on Badgers. Final note uh, for all those who follow me on Twitter: If you want to have a good laugh before you go to sleep, I tweeted earlier Kellen Moore to Wisconsin OC. Who says no? Um, and there are numerous, numerous comments that say uh, him, Jerry, in his pocketbook. You idiot. Why would you think that's possible? So if you want to have a good laugh, go go read my replies. People who don't understand basic sarcasm. Go I didn't get yourself. it. I'm not, I'm not going to. I'm not going to. Oh, didn't get it either. <laughs> I didn't get it at all. I didn't know it was sarcasm. Asher texted me. He said, what is this? <laughs> I, I'm with you guys. I'm with you guys. I'm with you, plebs. I'll admit, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't read the sarcasm there. Usually Sorry. I do. Usually I'm pretty good at reading Twitter sarcasm. Not tonight, apparently. All right. <laughs> Point is, Johnny Davis is the GOAT. Go Badgers. See you Thursday.